My name is David Peck, and you are listening to On Point. And our next guest is uh, finding out how post how how social me- maybe how social media uh, works sometimes and not others. Maybe how it's supposed to work, actually, I suppose. Uh, but it's a it's a story that's in the news, and it's a, it's a very personal story to our next guest, Liz Scanlon. She's here with us today uh, tonight, actually, to chat a little bit about that. Liz, thank you for joining us on the show tonight. Hi, David. Thank you so much for taking interest in this story. Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. And how can it not touch us all in some way, a story like this? It's, it's you know, on one level, you just kind of go, okay, hang on a minute here. This is a bit of an outrage. Um, and I didn't want to give our listeners too much context because I think it would be way better coming from you, Liz. Can you, can you unpack what, what happened here with you, your mom, or your mom and your dad? For sure. Yeah. So my parents, my mom is 80. My dad is 78. Uh, My mom has some mobility issues. So she uses a cane or a walker to get around most of the time. And they were really excited to be going on a trip to Portugal. They haven't left the country, of course, in a couple of years, like most of us. And they were going with my mom's brother, who's 84, and his wife. Uh, on a river cruise. So they were due okay. to leave Just for a second days. here, can I just interrupt, Liz? So yeah. 80, 79, and 84, and they're on their way on a trip. That's yeah. that's, that's great. That's like, that's a great start to the story. Mm-hmm. Didn't go so well after that. No, it doesn't sound like it. So, yeah, so they were um, due to fly out on Tuesday evening. Um, they The tour company they were with provided transportation to the airport, and they went to the special assistance desk for Air Canada because they were flying Air Canada to Lisbon. And when they got there, my mom had her walker with her, but had packed her cane. Um, And so when they got to the special assistance desk, they actually made her check her walker as well as their suitcases and put her in a wheelchair. Um, And so she was then, you know, from sort of from then on without any of her own mobility aids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from there, um, she, uh, she was being pushed in her wheelchair by an Air Canada employee, uh, they went to security. Um, my dad was sort of wrangling the bags through security, uh, their check-on luggage, uh, or their carry-on luggage. And um, the Air Canada employee pushing my mom pushed her into, we think, the metal detector and bumped her leg. Hmm. And she didn't realize at first how serious it was. Um, right. the, air, the employee left, and she looked down, and there was a puddle of blood on the floor at her feet. And it turned out that she had really split her leg. Her leg had wow. been split open. Horrible. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, I think it was sort of chaos ensued from that point. There were paramedics, um, there were airline employees there, and they all determined that she had to go to hospital. Um, So they took her to a hospital in Etobicoke, and she received seven stitches to her leg. Wow, not wow to say a not a great start to to a trip is a, a massive understatement. I mean, so many of us have dealt with things at the airport, you know, inconveniences, mm-hmm. issues, losing things, lost luggage is a, is a favorite one. And yet this is, this is a little more, uh, a, serious, a little more serious than that. And the story, it goes a little deeper, does it not? So not, they, they missed the flight as well. We're they booked the on flight. another flight. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is sort of what happened was they missed their flight, obviously. Yeah, and of all course. the luggage stayed at the airport, you know, you know, that had all been checked through. So of course they couldn't get that back. And um, they were provided by the Air Canada employees a bunch of paperwork to complete and get the doctor at the hospital to complete so that they could be, she could be medically cleared to fly again. Um, so uh, they came back to their condo, um, you know, quite late. Of course, we know how long it's taking to get through emergency rooms these days. So they really didn't sleep. And then the next day, my mom and I independently kind of got on the phone and 
and started calling Air Canada. Um, and so there were kind of many hours on hold. There were lots of people bouncing us around. Uh, she had to be medically cleared by the Air Canada doctors to be able to fly. Then, of course, I pointed out that the fact that she needed this medical clearance was because of their employee, you know, their employee's negligence in the first place. But, you know, that was not. Wow. You know, Talk <laughs> about going sideways. It's just right. it's crazy. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we we spent the day on the phone um, and, you know, initially they wanted to route her through Montreal. And I didn't think that was a good idea because now she's injured. She has no mobility devices. I didn't think making a connecting flight was a good idea. And so I, you know, picked up a bit of a stink and they managed to get her on the same flight to Lisbon last night. So a night late, one day late. So uh, I went with them to the airport this time because I really felt that I should be taking them as far as I could. And I spoke to a supervisor there and I said, here's their bag tags. You know, we know the bags are somewhere here. They checked in the system. They said they've been rerouted onto this plane. It'll be no problem. He, the supervisor went and talked to the baggage handlers. They said they would, you know, take care of it. So I left them there. Um, they took them, you know, they were taken again through security with, uh, in a wheelchair right. with my mom. And I left them there and I kind of hoped that, you know, things would go well from there. Um, and then I woke up to a text this morning from my mom saying that she, uh, none of their luggage arrived with them including my mom's walker and of course her cane, which was in her suitcase. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like one of those situations where you go, you can't write this stuff, right? <laughs> like you, you, if you were putting, if you were writing a screenplay for, or a teleplay or something, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be this nuanced and complicated and just kind of out, out of hand. What, so you say, Liz, you kicked up a, a bit of a stink. Did, did you get the response you were hoping for? I mean, it, it doesn't sound like it to me, but but maybe a little bit of uh, humanity there, uh, people trying to meet you guys on a certain level, but it feels like a whole lot of balls have been dropped here. Well, you know, my dad's feeling about it as they were making their calls on their end was that they are Canada, you know, everybody that they talked to at Air Canada was saying, this is your problem, you figure it out, you know? And so they all, from all of the paperwork they had to do, they had to, you know, get a neighbor to scan, you know, they, my, my mom and dad, they're, you know, pretty elderly. They're not all that technologically uh, adroit. So just getting the paperwork to Air Canada caused them a lot of stress yesterday morning. Mm. Um, you know, so there was a lot of, of pushback from Air Canada, a lot of hours on hold. And I don't feel like anyone really um, understood that this was their problem to solve, not our problem to solve. Right. Um, yeah. But I think ultimately the, you know, the, the thing that bothers me most, I mean, you know, people make um, mistakes. I, you know, I don't blame the fellow who was pushing her chair. I think, you know, people make mistakes all the time in their work. But I think what then transpires after that is what's important and the you know sort of lack of accountability and the lack of attention and care was what was sort of frustrating yeah well it makes you wonder what's actually going on inside too right uh, from a from a cultural perspective because i mean it speaks to me it speaks to bigger issues because is is this is this a top-down problem you know, within the company itself, because I'm sure that if we were having a call-in show tonight, we would be getting quite a few people saying, you know, sim similar kind of stories, you know, where, uh, you know, you approach a help desk and it's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, the computer's down. You know, there's, there's like, there's a reason why they can't actually attend to you, you know, and maybe, maybe it's a good reason even, but it's not really a human one, if that makes any sense. And I wonder, Liz, are you, you know, you've, you've asked Air Canada f to fix this on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, are, you, have, yeah, what, what's next for you? What are some of the next steps? 
Well, I mean, the reason I went on Twitter this morning was just because I had spent all day on hold or, or, you know, waiting for attention from Air Canada. And I I just got so frustrated um, that I I wanted to, you know, get some attention on the issue. And I'm so glad it it did get some attention because, um, you know, we I don't know what would have happened if I'd spent the day waiting for their baggage desk to get back to me. Um, But as it is, we've been told that their um, baggage, including the walker, will be on a flight to Lisbon tonight. So um, they're getting on a a cruise ship um, on Saturday. So I'm really hoping that they manage to do that so it catches up with them before they uh, leave on that ship. But my mom is completely, uh, you know, not mobile without these devices. Right, right. And, you know, I will say, I mean, this is the, as I said at the beginning, she, this is the first chance they've had to leave the country in three years. This is the basically the first chance they've spent uh, time with with her brother. And, you know, she said to me in the months leading up to this, that this was going to be, she felt probably the last big trip she was going to get to take. So, you know, for me, it's just heartbreaking that it started off Mm. on this note and I hope they can turn it around um, you know and, and enjoy the rest of the trip yeah I hope I hope so too what and let's trust that they do but but still there's a there's a responsibility here it seems to me uh, and and are do you have a <laughs> do you have a small list growing in, in <laughs> mind of, of what you would like to see happen here I mean are, are we talking about an apology is it uh, you know I remember once having an issue uh, with Air Canada many many years ago and getting a fifty dollar voucher uh, for for that that was that was what I got and I guess that was just sort of the standard thing that they did and and yeah it wasn't quite enough if you know what I mean I think in some respects an apology would have been better. Yeah, I mean, I think that some accountability would be nice. And I think, sure. you know, you, know you, you talked about culture, and I think David, that's so right that, you know, an organization, you know, the people who work there need to feel empowered to take care of problems, you know, to solve problems. And it just seemed like to me, everybody was saying, there's nothing we can do. And I think if anything comes out of this, and, you know, out of the sort of growing attention to this issue for, for airline passengers, that, you know, employees get um, empowered to to take some responsibility, take some accountability, and make a difference for folks. I mean, that would be ultimately, other than getting my parents' bags to them and getting my mom's walker to her, you know, big the bigger picture. It would be nice if there was uh, some attempt to empower employees to take action because I really felt like everybody felt this wasn't their problem. If that's Liz, I'm telling you, that's great advice for so many companies. It seems to be to me, empower your employees to take action. And I think you're you're bang on. So sorry this has happened. Pass on my regards to your parents. I wish them well, and I hope and trust their uh, luggage arrives. And I wish uh, for you. I trust that things will pan out in a more equitable way in the not so distant future. But thank you for taking the time out to share your story with us uh, tonight on the show. We've been chatting with Liz Scanlon. Thanks, Liz. Thank you so much. Yes, the line, there's nothing we can do, uh, just doesn't seem to quite cut it. It seems to me, no matter what industry you're in, no matter who uh, you serve. But uh, yeah, certainly not a slogan that you want to put on a t-shirt. Anyway, accountability and, and responsibility. You're listening to On Point. My name's David Peck.